Well, church, I want you to know that we have pushed pause for one weekend on the series that we are currently in called Mixtape, Summer 2019, and we are walking through some of the hits and deep cuts of the book of Psalms, and right now I'm in that he restores my soul. He restores my soul. It's the salvation of your soul, not your spirit, your soul. And so we've been dealing with those soul-damaging elements, things like grief, things like guilt, things like grudges. I want you to know next week I'm going to deal with grief. You don't want to miss it because I'm so thankful for Jesus, the good shepherd. He has healing for your soul. And so we'll continue uh, next week, and don't you dare miss it. We'll pick back up. And I'm going to extend this series just a, just a couple more weeks because there's so much healing that's taking place. I want to introduce our guest. Israel Houghton is a six-time Grammy Award winner. He's the leader and the visionary force behind the globally acclaimed ensemble Israel and New Breed. Man, he is a pioneer in what we call multicultural worship. And I would say this. He has written and co-written some of the most widely sung praise and worship songs of our generation. I'm excited about his new album, Road to Damascus. And um, I would say this, too, because I'm just so excited about our team, that he's also the featured singer now. Got to add this to the old resume. He is now the featured singer on Calvary Worship's new song, Sons and Daughters. <laughs> Calvary, would you help me welcome our friend Israel Houghton? Come on, show some love. Thank you. I got a call. We love you. I got to call my mom. I'm about to call we my mom you. and tell her, Mama, I made it. I'm on, a Calvary. It. I'm on the Calvary record. You made it. Made it. Come on. We're so glad you're here. I, I know there's some things that, that, that we want to cover, some good things, man. And, but I, 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 you got to understand, man, since late 90s, early 2000, man, I've been, I've been jamming to some Israel new breed. And, man, I'm a church kid. I'm listening to Israel. That's about all we could listen to. And, uh, and I know every song. And I, I had a dream. This is kind of confessions of a pastor because, you know, I want to pull the curtain back here a little bit. But I'm a closet soul singer. And um, I've, I always had a dream, and I still do, but I've always. I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it since you're here. I always wanted to be in New Breed. And we always had a dream to have more white people in our yes. group. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know we probably don't have time. I probably shouldn't do this, but I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. All right. Is it okay if you grab that guitar there? I... I would like to kind of try out for New Breed right here. Is that all right, everybody? Let's just, let's just see what I got. I, and, and if this works, y'all, I may be on the road. God bless you. Maybe on the road. Turn my chair around like the voice. No. You're singing his face is toward me. Turn toward me. Okay, let me think. Some of my favorites. It's a new season. All right. It's a new day. 
is Israel. A fresh anointing is flowing my way. A season of power and prosperity is a new season. Come to me. It's a new season. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's flowing my way. A season of power. And probably. What was that lick? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel you're doing pretty good on this audition. What else you got? Who am I? Who am I? You are mine for love me. That you hear me when I call. Is it true you are thinking of me? How you love me. Take it up. It's amazing. Sing it. Come on. I am a friend. I am a friend of God. Hey. Oh, yeah. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. He called me friend. Oh. oh. <laughs> what about you? You are good. Ooh. You are good. Yeah. Ooh. That's a house song. That's a house song. That song built my house. <laughs> You are good and your mercy endures forever. Amen. Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. People from every nation, people from every nation and tongue, from generation to generation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. This is, this is, you are good. this is my audition. 
Sit down. This is my audition. He's not auditioning you. I'm going on the road. Oh, yeah. Jesus at the center of it all. All right. My man got hot. <laughs> Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. <laughs> this is giving me so much life right now. <laughs> it's amazing. Nothing else matters. Nothing in this world will do. Jesus, you're the center. I love this. And everything revolves around you. Jesus, you. Okay, everybody join and lift those hands. From, From my, my heart, heart to the head. Jesus, be, Jesus the same. be the same. Cause it's all about you. Cause it's all about you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center. Don't slow it down. Lift it up from my heart to the heavens. Jesus be the I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you. It's my audition. My path is over in you. And I love this right. All things are made. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do I got the job, man? Are you available weekends? I'm available, Doc. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't want to let you go on a Sunday. The tribe has spoken. And what's the deal with <laughs> what's the deal with New Breed? How do I get in? What do I got to do? There's generally one slot for white people, so there's a <laughs> there's a, there's a waiting list, pretty long. But uh... y'all, give it up for Israel. Come on, thank oh. you. Thanks for letting me try, y'all. All right. Officially, you are an honorary member of New Breed. Let's go. You're in. You're in. I know some people. I know some people, so I could pull some strings and get you in. Wow. I mean, I'm going to send you an invoice, though, because the dues, they're a little <laughs> steep. Why do white dudes got to pay, dude? <laughs> Couple fast questions to get to know you. We want to know you real quick. This ain't going to take long. Just go as fast as you can. I call this the rapid fire round. Ready? Everybody count down. Ready? Three, two, one. Favorite 80s jam. Go. Uh, Michael Jackson, Don't Stop Taking Enough. Yeah. 
What was the most recent gift you've given someone? I bought a hat for a friend of mine yesterday uh, here in Dallas. <laughs> Texting or talking? Texting. Calling or FaceTiming? FaceTime. Uh, childhood nickname? I saw PTSD about it, actually. Uh, Izzy, they called me Izzy. What up, Izzy? Yeah, you can't do that. We were doing just fine. <laughs> the audition went great. Quit while you're ahead. Man. What up? <laughs> Favorite childhood TV show? Ooh, well, we didn't have a TV. We were saved. You were holiness. Yeah. But my friend did. <laughs> you know how everybody had a friend who had a TV? Yeah. Gilligan's Island, man. What? Gilligan's Island was my jam. <laughs> All-time favorite Israel song. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. Yeah. I live to worship you. I had to finish it. Who inspires you? The life of Andre Crouch inspires mm. me. Mm. I saw him in concert when I was five years old. Wow. And I just knew that like that's what I want to do okay I want you to finish this because I I'm overwhelmed you you heard Calvary worship you wanted to be a part of it you come from Los Angeles here this weekend to be with us work with our team release this work to the world and as you've been getting to know Calvary worship and Calvary and who we are I want you to finish this Calvary worship is about to explode everywhere for sure. I, um, I, don't, I don't find it coincidental that the gospel circles are taking off the way they are, that your message is going the way it's going globally. And I feel like I've said this throughout my entire career in ministry, that when God speaks to a house, he listens for the response. And I believe the response is found in these songs, these gospel songs, these, these new covenant anthems that are coming through that absolutely mirror what, what you're preaching. You, you did a gospel circle three weeks ago that we all watched, and, and literally we are texting each other doing it like, we got to write that. You, you kept saying the cross changed everything. So I'm like, okay, we're going to write a song called The Cross Changed Everything. True story. I went down to my piano and played what I thought would be a cool way to start for the chorus. Ethan and Rick send me a, a voice note that is the same melody. It, it freaked us out. So I, I believe the response is going. And, I, and when you, when you, I, I believe it's a movement. I believe the way gospel circles are going to grow around the world, around the nation, the way the music is going to go, all it requires is Calvary Church to get behind it financially, prayerfully, support the records. Don't let other people go buy the records. You buy the records. Like, like, it ought to be number one every time something comes out because we have all said, this is us, baby. This uh, is our sound. This is our uh, thing. Get behind it. 16 people are clapping. I'm going to keep preaching until everybody goes. I'm going to get declarations part uh, one today. I'm getting ready for declarations part two. And we're writing, we're writing every week for, the, uh, for, for what I believe the next three years. I'm prophesying it. The next three years are going to be like, if you just mark today, today's what, the 25th of August. Three years from now, watch. Play this video back in three years. Where's my camera? 
it's going to be crazy. This music's going to be everywhere. This message is going to be everywhere because you know what? It's revolutionary. You're a disruptor. You're a revolutionary person, and we need what you're talking about, and the music's going to help that. That was a long answer to a rapid-fire question. Sorry. Wow. And I wasn't going to say this publicly, but I guess I will, that October, just a few weeks away, Israel and yours truly are launching together a gospel circle in Los Angeles with some, with some very strategic folks in L.A. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um, now, uh, this, is, this is not a question, but I, I just want to let you flow for a little bit. I, I know you just finished Limitless, um, my book, but beyond that, you have really been experiencing some amazing things as you've been coming into it's like a, a, just a greater revelation and yes you sang these songs powerful truths but you are personally coming into just revelation of what those means it, it's, it's like that they're moving from head to heart it's like you you get it you see it and once you and once you see it you can't unsee it That's it. Yeah. yeah so you've seen it so what are you seeing talk about it I mean, it's really messing with me. So Limitless, I, I'm reading Limitless. I'm reading it a second time right now. So in the morning, I kind of get up, make coffee, and, and just kind of have my time there. And I, I, I find myself highlighting something new every time and writing extra stuff. And I, I, I shared this with you a couple weeks ago, but I, I said, I feel like your, your first encounter with, with grace, like flooded your soul, changed everything about you, but then you unfortunately got put back into an environment that was counter to that. And I, it, it breaks my heart because I feel like so many people have that. I call it the introductory offer. Oh. You know, you, you ever, you, you remember when you were in college and they sent you like, hey, you could get this credit card and, and it's no interest, it's gonna be amazing. And you go, wow, no interest, that's fantastic. And you sign up for it, it's, you know, you know what I'm saying? They call that an introductory offer. And then a year later, they send you a statement that says, oh, by the way, we've kicked in the 26% interest rate that you didn't read the fine print on. Anybody tracking with me? Yeah. And so it's sort of like coming to Christ as a, as a new believer. You're like, this is amazing. God is so good. He loves me beyond what I've ever done. And then, and then unfortunately, you go to a church that says, actually, that was just the introductory offer. Now you got to do and work and strive and perform and, and beg God to come and be something to you and, and do something for you that he's already done and he already is. But, but we don't share that part. And, and I just said, I, I feel like you're, you're breaking that open. You're busting that down and saying, no, the introductory offer is, is just that. It is, it's a forever offer. It is free it is wild, it is real, it is daily, it is constant, consistent, and nothing you can do to earn it, nothing you can do to burn it. It's, it's, it's there forever. I really believe that's what's taking place. I think there is a repentance, a coming back. When Jesus told the church to repent, come back to the high place of grace, he told them, return to your first love. Now, when we hear that, what we say is, you better try harder. You better love God more. You better come back to where you really love God. But that word is protos agape. It's not your love for God. It's his love for you. His love for you. 
repent, come back to a revelation of where it all began. Listen, we love because we are loved. We love because we are loved. One of the songs that you sing that really, I'm telling you, messed me up because um, it, it's like gospel set to music. And just, just listen to these words. Um, and I love this because faith comes by hearing. So we've got to hear this. And when you hear the gospel, faith comes alive. And it's kind of like a tuning fork that goes off in someone. That's what you said a moment ago. It goes off. Something in you says it's right. Your head mouth you may not know how to articulate it but something in you says it's right when you hear the gospel something in you says it's right and then what happens is you walk out you said this yesterday it's like you walk out someone grabs the tuning fork and stifles the sound of it life will do that for sure i love what you said in the first service that faith comes by hearing but doubt also comes by hearing yeah so it's you got to tune into the right freak frequency and kind of block people from being able to grab that tuning fork of heaven and get on that and, and that's why you've got to hear it every day yeah every day you've got to hear it every day over and over and over um but a song you wrote uh, chasing me down i want you to hear this um church you, you, he says your grace is chasing me down no more condemnation no more separation your love for me running wild and free, stronger than sin and shame. And I love this. I can't outrun your grace. Now, I want to say something here because I was in the church for many, many years. I grew up in the church. But watch this. And I would have told you I wasn't the one running. But I was the one running. And I'm going to tell you why. Do you remember the story of the prodigal? There were two sons. I know we say it's the story of a prodigal son, but it's actually prodigal sons. Because there were two sons. One was lost in rebellion. In the church, that's normally the son we talk about. But there was another son. Watch. This son wasn't lost in rebellion. This was me. He was lost in religion. Both sons didn't know the heart of the father. I was in the house. Watch this. But I was running. That's your story. 100%. I come from a cross-cultural background, which is just a nice way of saying, of saying I'm half black and half white. I'm a African-American. Um, <laughs> that happened like this. <laughs> that happened like this. My mother was white. She still is, actually. She's still white. Glory to God. My father was black. Um, my mother got pregnant when she was 17, and a lot of people around her said, hey, listen, you have too, too great of a life ahead of you. Abort this child and move on. And I thank God she chose not to do that, first of all. Um, and then, uh, make a long story short, she was, she was on drugs throughout her whole pregnancy. It was just a bad situation. Eight months pregnant, God gets a hold of her on the street. A lady crosses the street, walks over to her, and just says, hey, I don't know you, but I just needed to come tell you about Jesus. That he loves you. And she, she, she sat down on the curb there and cried out to God. The miracle that happened was she immediately stopped doing drugs that day. Wow. Like it, that, I know that's a miracle. I know that's not normal, but it's God. <clears throat> and she married my, my stepfather uh, a year later. He's white as well, still white. Um, 
So I grew up with white siblings. I grew up a black kid in a white family in a Hispanic church. Welcome to Calvary. Yeah, man. But the thing is, I was the only black kid in my whole little town, in our whole church. So there was always this sense of, I'm not sure I belong. I just, I just, something feels off. You know what I'm saying? And again, couple that with a pretty hard message. Like, God has not decided today if he likes you or not. Yeah. That was pretty, that message could be summed up that way. Like, work a little harder, answer another altar call. I'm telling you, I got saved 73,000 times. From the age of nine to eight. Hoping one would stick. Hoping one would stick. And um, and 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 yet I, here I am diving into this gospel and hearing it, hearing things, reading things that I've read and heard all my life. But you have a way of putting handles on it. You have a way of breaking it down differently. And I, I said this in the first service, but the gospel screams oh. belonging. It actually it actually whispers. Belonging. I got you. I'm here with you. I'm not far off. I'm not. I'm not distance. There's no. There's no. There's no uh, break in our communication. There's no. You know. There's no fallout. There's no dropout in our conversation here. Like. And what's amazing to me is that you came into that truth, not in the highest, grandest time in your life no, no, no the worst definitely the worst isn't that normally how it works well, for me yeah yeah i mean I, I i can tell you that i expected based on upbringing i'm sure somebody listening can relate Same. based on upbringing i have fallen and i can't get up so to speak and the expectation is that god responds by going well then you're done i'm, I'm done with you you're cut off you're disqualified you you failed the mission i gotta find somebody else now and instead, he kept meeting me oh. with love in his eyes. He kept going, oh, you're mine. We're good. Stand back up. Dust yourself off. Let's go. And, I, you know, I love that scripture that says his mercies are new every single morning. And I, being a visual person, a creative person, I feel like mercy has a smell. Right? So imagine that every single morning he's preparing mercy, fresh, baked, Mercy. You ever been somewhere they just made biscuits or just made cinnamon rolls? Or, come on, I'm getting hungry. Every morning I'm expecting no scent. I'm expecting no music in the kitchen. I'm expecting no nothing. I'm expecting a turned back at most. And instead there's this welcoming, come on man, bacon, eggs, cheesy grits. <laughs> Name it. And, 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 and I, think, I think the misnomer is that when you fall or when you fail or when you find yourself in a dark place, that suddenly your human frailty and failing renders God suddenly unavailable, uh. and un, un, unable to be omnipresent anymore. That's an arrogant statement that makes the cross look cheap. Uh. It makes the cross look, look like temporary. It makes it look like whatever. And, and he has so eradicated that thinking in my mind and embraced me with so much love. It's changed the way I write. It's changed the way I worship. Last week, I was leading worship at this big church in Arizona, and I was singing a song that now I... Now, this is, this is actually where people either say, 
meeting Ben daily was a great blessing or a great curse? I think the pastor of the church might consider it a curse. Because <laughs> what I did, I'm singing a song that we had written in that church, actually, with B.J. Putnam years ago. And, um, and it's a powerful moment. Everybody's going in, and I'm watching, you know, grown men cry, singing, we want you more and more. And, and, and the song is, you know, done what it's done for years. And in the middle of the song, I start having this sort of internal struggle. And I'm like, Israel, come on, bro. You're a guest here. Just hold it together. You're going to go catch a plane in like 40 minutes. Chill. Just get through the song. And, and I just couldn't hold it. And I said, you know what? I'm so sorry. Like during the song, the song it sort of simmers down. And I said, I'm struggling singing this song right now. Oh. And everybody's looking at me like, what? You know? And it, you know, it's, it's funny because their, their, their expectation was probably like, oh, man, he, maybe, he's, you know, maybe he needs to answer this next altar call. And instead I'm going, no, 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 we're crying out to God for, what we are. for more of him. And as if he's far off in outer space heaven and we're trying to summon him here by crying and begging and getting on our knees. And all of that's uh, worship is beautiful, but it is faithless. Faithless. I said, the truth is, you brought him with you. He's, he's right. He's as close as the mention of his name. And, and it, I felt something shift in there in a good way, but it was awkward at first. Cause, and I, it was awkward because I'm going, what are you doing, bro? Chill out. Like, they don't have this yet. Just let, get through the song. And I could not do it. And, uh, but I watched some things break open for people. I, I watched the light come on for some people that day. And so, yeah, you're, you're messing with me in a good way. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Take your hand and set it right here. Before we walk out of this place, I'm going to introduce you and you to somebody. It's an amazing story of grace. But I want you to put your hand here. Close your eyes for just a moment. As a matter of fact, just take a deep breath. Um, I, I want you to uh, know, those of you that are in the middle of a crisis, if we had time... You know, Israel could talk about that if he wanted to, with crisis or middle of a decision or middle of difficult situation. We don't have to talk about that because you know exactly what that means. But with your hand right there, I want you to be reminded that it's right there. You can enjoy a table that's loaded, as Israel said, with blessings that he's prepared for you. And I want you to know it's been prepared in the presence of enemies. Maybe condemnation, maybe guilt, maybe shame, maybe sin. Whatever it is, it's a revelation of God's love. That's transformational. Everything we're talking about today, it'll resurrect a dead marriage. It'll heal a broken family. It'll rocket your business, your ministry into a trajectory to who knows where, but it doesn't matter because it's your father's business and you're just happy to go along for the ride. Love is not just a word in a song. Love is life. And I want you to hear our confession today that the gospel isn't a solicitation to impress God with your love. The gospel is the passionate declaration of your Father's undying love for you. And I want you to know that in this moment, everything in the gospel, his forgiveness, his acceptance, his righteousness, it's good and true because your heavenly father loves you 
And listen, I know religion would have you believe that God's standing with crossed arms, but grace declares his arms are open wide. Religion says God's angry and maybe hates you, but grace proclaims he's always in a good mood and his favor rests upon you. Religion says you need to get yourself sorted out. Go clean yourself up. Go get yourself right before you can come home. But grace whispers, come now, just as you are, welcome home. You can't outrun me. Lift your hands and just begin to thank him. Lower floor, upper tier. As a matter of fact, in this moment, when you hear good news like this, you might as well just say, I believe it and I receive it. Yeah, I believe it and I receive it. Church, I'm going to introduce you to somebody. I'm going to introduce you to somebody. It's because of you, church. It's because of you. This young man was impacted by your ministry's little boy, little, little boy. Grew up kind of the same way, but just ran away. Take a minute. Just take a minute. I want you to see what Calvary's all about. Look at this. As a kid, it was all fun and games. I just kind of did what I was told. But the more, the older that I got and the more myself I began to be, it became a lot harder and I dreaded church. Um, I was judged, I caught myself starting to live a separate life. Like I had, had I was one person inside of church, one person outside of church. And um, I just didn't feel like God truly loved me. He was loving, He was loving who I pretended to be in church, but he wasn't loving me who I truly was. So I left. My cousin invited me to Calvary, and that within itself was a long process before I even considered saying yes. But uh, I came in, and I came in with no intentions, no desire to serve, nor to stay. But uh, the love that I felt was really what got me interested in, like, I was something that I hadn't felt before. I wasn't being judged, I wasn't frowned upon by being myself, dressing the way that I was coming with my hair long the way that it was and uh, I mean fast forward I joined the worship team and then fast forward after that I became the worship director and now it's it's the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life and I love what I get to do here at Calvary man the gospel has completely wrecked my life uh, I can't even begin to explain it honestly it's um, just to know that I am loved no matter what and I was loved no matter what despite all the things that I have gone through and done in my life, is to know that the Father, like Jesus, God has always been pleased with me and has always loved me and has been with me. And like the distance between me and him had always been in my head. Like he has always been near, never been far, and been right here 100% of the time. So now I work from that place of rest, like knowing that I have to not, I don't have to work any harder. I don't have to do anything extra. Like God is pleased with me right here.
right now. He is in love with me right here, right now, and he will always be. So then like, that's just a peace and, and rest that I've never felt in my life. If I put on a song and nobody listens to it, but one person, like I am still righteous, I am still loved, and I am still pleasing to the Father. Man, I want you to know I'm so proud of you, and I'm so thankful for a church like this that's willing to accept people, to tell them good news, to stand with them, to walk with them, and to really believe that the Holy Spirit knows how to get the job done. That it's not your timetable, it's the Holy Spirit's. I know we talk about the Holy Spirit, but we still don't think he's good enough to get the job done. So we'll insert ourselves and we'll take care of it. But I've watched you over the past months and year, and man, to see what God's done. Calvary, do you know why this is possible? Because of a church, a local church. I was reading this morning in Ephesians 3, and I just want to read it to you. Listen. We, the church, act like a prism that dispenses, disperses the varied magnitude of God in human form. Think about that. God finds the ultimate expression of himself in and through us. You know what I'm believing, church? That you will awaken to the consciousness of his closeness. And that you'll understand that separation is an illusion. And oneness was God's idea all along. We are married to him. We are one with him. Now, church, now you get an idea of what this whole thing's about. Now, every day, church, we get to express him. He desires to express himself through what? Through our voice, through our touch, through our presence, through our generosity, through our money. Why? To change the world. As we give today and then make our confession and walk out of this place, I'm giving today looking at this face right here, knowing that because of Calvary and your generosity, look at this, another trophy of God's grace. Another trophy of God's grace. Ryan, how old are you? 22. Huh? 22. 22 years old. Matter of fact, I might have you sing that song in just a minute. But I want every one of us, every one of us, get ready to give right now. We're going to make our confession and walk out of here. But I want every one of us in this moment, not only to receive God's love, but to give it. Yeah, we're blessed to be a blessing. We love because we're loved. And there's so many people in our region that we want to reach with good news. Everyone, every day, everywhere. There's so many people in our state, so many people in our country, so many people around the world that we want to reach with this goodness. And so, church, lower floor, upper tier, I want us all to prepare. There's a few ways we give, either digital or envelope, two ways. And I hope we do digital because we can set up our reoccurring giving, text to give, text that word Calvary IRV in the amount to 77977, or check, check, cash, or card using an envelope. But we come to this moment, and this is a time of great thanksgiving about what God's doing right now, taking this message. Literally, you're at the beginning of what's happening 
and what's going to go around the world. And you're a part of it. Church, this is what it's all about. Father, I thank you for this house. I thank you for these people that are getting it and getting a revelation of who they are and what they carry. And today we bring our very best and we thank you that it's changing lives. In Jesus' name, after you give, I want you to lift your hands and sing this song. Come on, say it. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, break this love of God. And oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the night, denying. And I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it. Still you give yourself away. So the overwhelming, never-ending, break this love. Oh my God, one time say, oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, break this love of God. So it chases me down, fights till I'm found, peace of Don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. It's only overwhelming, never ending. Oh, it's only overwhelming, never ending. Reckless love of God. It's Chases me down, fights till I'm found. He's denied, denied. And I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. It's only overwhelming, never-ending. Break his love. Stand with me, church. Lower floor, upper tier. I want you to stretch, stretch, stretch. Lower floor, upper tier. Stretch across those aisles. Stretch across. No separation. We're one. Stretch out. Tell the person on your right and left, say, we're the church. Tell them you're not alone. Come on. You're not alone. You're not alone. Lift those hands up high. Lift them up high. I want them to know they're not alone. Are you ready? We're going to say it twice. Then we're going to give God some praise. Are you ready? Declare it. The gospel isn't a solicitation to impress God with my love. It's the passionate declaration of my Father's undying love for me. Today, I receive God's love by faith. Say it again. The gospel isn't a solicitation to impress God with my love. It's the passionate declaration of my Father's undying love for me. Today, I receive His love. By Clap your hands and give God praise. If you believe in, receive it. I love you, church. Have a great week. I'll see you right back here at Calvary.